The following KQED production was produced in high definition. And their buns are something I have yet to find anywhere else. I'm not inviting you to my house for dinner. <laughs> Breaded and fried and gooey and lovely. In the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. You've heard of a connoisseur? I'm a common sewer. Or they knew I had to ward off some vampires or something. <laughs> and let's talk desserts, gentlemen, because I can see you both were waiting for desserts. Check, Please! Bay Area is brought to you by the members of KQED and by... IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com. Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, Reggio Emiliano teacher Sarah Spence encourages exploration and independent play as she surveys her quiet, organized classroom. Directing the children to stand in line and take their turn prepares her for the wait at her eatery. And City Bike editor-in-chief Gabe Etzhoken grew up in the kitchen around food, cooking, and eating. How motorcycles took over is a long story. First, though, musician and audio professional Larry the O bends the ear of friends and colleagues with talk of food and wine. And he calls the tune for this California cuisine classic spot that's been on Solano Avenue in Berkeley for more than 18 years. It's called Rivoli Restaurant. I grew up eating good food. We traveled and lived in Europe. My mother is British and she did the garden from the beginning, so the whole restaurant is really a culmination of my family experience. I went to cooking school at 18 in San Francisco at the Culinary Academy. My first job out of school was at Ernie's Restaurant, and then I worked at Square One and Stars in San Francisco. And in 1994, 18 years ago, Roscoe and I opened Ripley. At Rivoli, the menu is ingredient-driven. I change the menu every three weeks, and we use what's local, seasonal, organic, and sustainable. We've always done that. We don't list it on the menu because we uh, uh, patrons know that that's our philosophy, and we've always done it that way. We think that going to a restaurant is like taking a trip, and that first phone call that you make is like calling a travel agent. And we want people to have the experience from the beginning to the end to be pleasurable and stimulating. The root of the word restaurant means restore, and Roscoe and I at Rivoli have always had the philosophy that when people leave the restaurant, we want them to feel better than when they got here. All right, Larry, this place is, is certainly a classic, and you have been going for years, haven't you? I have. Um, the restaurant opened in 1994, and I started going around 97 or 98. And at that time, I thought, already thought they'd been there for a long time. I didn't realize they'd only been there three or four years. But it's a classic example of California cuisine, and specifically sort of the Cal Med style. Do you have a go-to dish when you go? 
I like many things. I've tried many things, but there are several restaurants in the Bay Area of which Rivoli is one that are very good with duck. Um, duck is hard to prepare without it being fatty, and Rivoli really hits it well. They also manage to make it so that it can still be a little rare in the middle, which means yeah. it's not too dry and chewy, and they manage to get duck that's not too gamey. Well, what was your experience at Rivoli? I'm a duck guy, too, but there was no duck on the menu Aww. the day I went. Well, they do change the menu every yeah. three weeks. Yeah, I mean, my overall impression of the place is that, I mean, I thought it was European owned and run. Everything was so precise and clean and neat, and everything was so well done from the service uh, to how the food was prepared. You know, they have this beautiful garden behind the restaurant, and then there's the full plate glass window in between the dining room and the garden, and, uh, and it's, lit. it's lit up. It's lit up at night, and the garden makes it feel like you're at someone's house. Uh, and I guess what did you eat? What was your? Well, we had we. I mean, we got seven or eight things uh, to share. <laughs> you're my kind of guy. Yeah, like that. Well, we, you know, I was there with three. You know, three yeah. people. So you know, we ordered an appetizer, and then so. Uh, the uh, the port you know the, the portobello mushroom fritters are I guess is, is kind of like one of their signature and I just I just love them because they were completely greaseless it exemplifies the Rivoli style right, right. They, they take a dish it's very simple but they just do it so mm -hmm. well that it stands out and that's hard to do they're using really great fresh ingredients and then you know, applying proper technique. Right. Mm -hmm. I thought the fritters were the best part. They were crispy, yeah. but earthy in the middle and soft with the salty capers underneath. Mm -hmm. They were the best A little dish. aioli and sharp parmesan. Yes, and parmesan on salty, mm -hmm. but a little sweet from the fried crust on top of the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Definitely the best. I would mm -hmm. just go back for the mushrooms. One of my favorite appetizers there is not on the appetizer list, it's on the dessert list. <laughs> and it is they have an artisanal cheese plate. Uh -huh. And I end up ordering it as an appetizer, and they haven't yelled at me yet about it. <laughs> uh, but it comes with this wonderful walnut curd bread that's that's house made I always have to ask them for extra um, and they always have three great cheeses and they point out what each one is and it's usually a variety from a very creamy one to like a, a semi soft and what else did you have when you were there Gabe I had a pot roast with mm -hmm. uh, roasted Brussels sprouts and I had a Madeira wine sauce mm -hmm. I think and the sauce was great the Brussels sprouts were prepared very nicely the pot roast was a little little overcooked mm. or just dry Mm -hmm. Not overcooked, but just just a little dry, which made I me sad. I had the pot roast as well, and it yeah. was great. It had the peas and the Brussels sprouts, and just your prick of the fork made it fall apart. I thought it was very succulent, and with the mashed potatoes underneath, it just soaked up all those succulent juices. We also had the um, Meyer lemon crab ravioli, which mm -hmm. I thought was a little too buttery. There was a little shell in my ravioli, which kind of like broke mm -hmm. my heart a tiny bit, but it was still tasty. Did you talk to the server? Because talking about yes. service, you both yeah. have mentioned oh, how, how mm -hmm. excellent service mm -hmm. is. Right. Did you mention that to I the did. server? I mentioned I had the small crab shell in my um, ravioli, and she even gave us the cheesecake for dessert for free. The cheese <laughs> We'll get to the, the desserts. Don't, don't, <laughs> rush us, don't rush us on that one. <laughs> See, I had the ravioli also. Mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoyed it, and one of the things that I enjoyed about it is it's not your standard sort of small little pockets of pasta. Mm, it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like a lasagna noodle that's been right. sort of folded mm -hmm. like that with, with filling. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a very different style. Um, mm -hmm. The Dungeness crab really worked well. It's difficult to do crab in a dish like that because it's so easy to overwhelm the flavor of the crab. Uh -huh. uh, and that's where the Meyer lemon was just genius because it really kind of flattered the flavor and didn't cover it up. Mm -hmm. You know, the right amount of lemon brightens something up. The wrong amount of lemon it becomes all lemon. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that kitchen is just so good at that balance. It's the same thing with their spicing. It's not that they don't spice, it's that they don't do this intense spicing, they do this very delicate spicing. It overwhelms. And what about wine? Because they, oh. they certainly have a tremendous yes. wine list, and Peter and Roscoe do the wine list together and are, you know, could, could arguably be <laughs> perfect pairings there. So I, I gotta make a shameful confession. I'm not really a wine guy. I don't really, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll Can I move? Can I move? <laughs> no. uh, I, I enjoy wine, but I, I never, I don't, you know, I, I don't 
give it too much thought. But right. so I, I just asked the waitress for uh, the server for a recommendation, and she recommended a, a Grenache, mm -hmm, and nice. uh, and it was a little. Uh, harsh mm -hmm. for the appetizer, but it paired perfectly with the pot roast. Right. So I mean, she really knew like <laughs> how to take someone who didn't know a lot about wine and then right. give them a, a wine that, the, they, that know, they might enjoy. You go there for that sort of yeah. service. Mm -hmm. yeah. and what about you, Sarah? We also had the champagne cocktail with the appetizer, which is great with the little sugar cube at the bottom. Any any desserts that you normally get, or you just well, actually, what I wanted to talk about was a dessert that I don't normally get that I hadn't seen there before, which was a warm um, pineapple upside down cake. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. The the cake was very almost like a rum cake. It was almost like it was mm. soaked, but I don't think it was actually uh, soaked with rum. And it was just absolutely delightful. The textures, you know, the, the pineapple was a little more firm than the cake. I went with my buddy Big Al from Maryland, so of course, <laughs> so of course, they're like, oh, pineapple upside down cake. I'm like, ah, and I'm like, that doesn't sound that great. And so, but it was really good. It actually reminded me of a tarte de tan. Yeah, absolutely. The way it was ah, caramelized yeah. on top mm -hmm. or yes, on sir. bottom or however you want to. All right, this is your restaurant. Wrap it up for us, Larry. Classic Calmed uh, Cuisine, very relaxed, elegant atmosphere, uh, flawless service, uh, and very consistent. All right, and Sarah? I think it's great for a special occasion. The flavors were clean as well. Great desserts, excellent wine list. All right, and Gabe? If you want a uh, professional polished service, it's great. Uh, only God is perfect, but uh, <laughs> for 50 bucks a person, it's as close as you're going to get on a Monday. If you would like to try Rivoli Restaurant, it's on Solano at Nielsen in Berkeley. The telephone number is 510-526-2542. It's open for dinner every day. Reservations are recommended, and the average price for dinner without drinks is around $50. To find Sarah's favorite food, you'll need to check out Facebook or Twitter as it's on the move around the Bay Area. With two mobile eateries, you'll double the chance of finding and tasting the savory flavors served up on a truck known as the Chairman. I was actually raised in a kitchen, I guess you could say. I'm Curtis Lamb, and together with Kevin Kawada, we are the owners of the Chairman Trucks. Um, every day after school, I would end up being in the kitchen watching my dad, you know, work the walk. From then on, I've always been fascinated with food. I wanted to start a dim sum truck uh, just to follow the family legacy. Starting a truck is not very easy. I thought I had experienced long hours in a normal restaurant. 10, 12 hours was the norm. I was used to that, but I was not used to 20 hours a day. When we first started the truck, we had to run every aspect of the business, from the production in the back kitchen to running the service every day. Moby Munch realized that I had a passion for dim sum, and uh, steam buns and dim sum are, are synonymous. We decided that a strong partnership between the steam buns that we've been making you know, over the last 45 years, combined with Hero's uh, recipes, would make the most extraordinary you know, combination. We put a lot of love into our food. And when they come over to the truck, you know, our fans and our future customers, we promise that they're gonna have a great experience. I mean, we've got a very fun staff and you know, our food is really tasty. I don't think we'll disappoint.
Okay, Sarah, let's talk about the chairman. <laughs> <laughs> the truck. How do, you, how do you find it in the first How did you find it? I originally found it at the Eat Real Festival in Jack London Square. It was the first mm. time they really premiered in about 2010, and I waited in line for about 45 minutes in the sweltering sun, and when I finally got to their buns, I waited in line once again, another 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been following them on Facebook and Twitter, and they come around San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, and their buns are something I have yet to find anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about the bun that makes you just swoon? I can see you drooling. Yes, um, their famous pork belly, which is braised mm. in Coca-Cola, and it has the pickled daikon on top that just slices the fat of the pork belly, and the steamy, warm, soft bun is my absolute favorite, and I go back time and time again just for that. Yeah, and they only have four or five dishes on the menu. What, what right. did you have? I just got up to the window, I said, you know, just make me one with everything, <laughs> or, or just make me one of everything, and, and they did. So uh, and it was actually about a half hour between uh, getting the food and eating it, so I think maybe the quality of it suffered a little bit, but it was still delicious. I had the, I, I mean, I had all four things. I had the, the, pork, the pork belly. Right. Uh, we had the, there's a braised a pork A braised pork dish. that does the Coca-Cola as there's well. There's a spicy uh -huh. chicken that was mm -hmm. fantastic, and then there was the tofu, which was really good. Mm -hmm. And at other times he has duck confit that's uh, sort yes. of on the list. And, and he also yeah. has these shaved ice drinks with strawberry mm. and coconut, which is popular in the summertime. Mm. And in the fall, he'll bring out this warm squash soup. Talk a little bit more about what you had in terms of your favorite I, of, those, of those four items. Do you know what? I, 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 I'm a, I'm a Pork belly, like I love bacon. I mean, who doesn't love bacon and pork belly? I mean, it was just delicious. But if, if I had had that pork belly, like right there, like standing by the side of, of I-80 in Emeryville, just <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating pork belly, dripping pork belly, I'm sure that would have been my favorite thing. But the, I, the spicy chicken was actually, I think, traveled the best. And I mm -hmm. loved the pickled mm -hmm. vegetables. It's almost kind of like a Korean kind of thing and then mm -hmm. uh, Korean barbecue almost it feels like. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then and we had on both buns. That it, so if you get the, the, it's kind of a brioche right. bun. Mm -hmm. If you get it on the on the baked bun, baked which is actually sweet, right. mm -hmm. um, you'll get a much bigger portion. portion. And it's cost twice as much. It, now, yeah. now Larry, did you money, did yeah. you go baked or did you go? Um, did well, you go well I got there about 20 minutes before they closed at two mm -hmm. in the afternoon, and they had no baked, mm -hmm. ah, okay. so it was just steamed. That was the downside. The upside, don't hate me, Sarah, there was one person in line in front of me. So I <laughs> so waited about four minutes at the most. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, so I ended up having the twice-cooked pork, which actually they told me is braised for several hours in the morning and then grilled. About mm. five hours they take time yes. to really yeah, prepare exactly. all these ingredients. Um, and you mentioned the pickle. The daikon that's on uh, the pork is just wonderful. It's like a light Japanese pickle. Yeah. Mm. So it's not raw. It's slightly softer mm. than that, but it's not mushy. And the texture of that, as you can tell, I enjoy texture in food, yeah. contrasts beautifully with the pork. And I'm a minor pork fan. I'm not a major pork fan. Wow. But this stuff was just outstanding. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, was, it was really amazing. The other one that I thought was really outstanding, I enjoyed, I'm more a chicken guy and I enjoyed the chicken, but the tofu, the vegetarian mm -hmm. one, yeah. was wonderful because the greens were very crisp. Again, there was a texture thing. The tofu itself was, was was soft, almost like a polenta. Right. Very, uh -huh. very soft, you know. And that contrasted with the crispness of the greens. And then the bread that they put it on is is very much like Ethiopian injera mm -hmm. uh, in terms of its uh, its its texture. Um, Not quite <laughs> as sour, maybe as injera. No, but that's right. right but, but soft fluffy. in that same sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the overall effect was 
kind of like some sort of upscale Asian restaurant taco. I'm a little conflicted on the whole food truck thing because it's great for us foodies. It's very convenient. You can get all different kinds of food. But I think there's some valid complaints from the restaurateurs about the advantages that the trucks have. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it sure didn't stop me from going to the Sherman truck and it wouldn't stop me from going back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And, that's, and that's really an interesting discussion that we could have. That would be a whole other show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. have, have I do have one piece on, of advice, though, and that is napkins. Ah, and then get more napkins. <laughs> oh, man. We had, to, we, had to, we had to just hose down the table at my mom's <laughs> office. I had to eight. hose myself down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they have a little coconut water that you can use. And, and let's talk briefly about value. I mean, mm -hmm. the, you know, three to six dollars for a sandwich. I right. got everything on the menu and spent less than forty dollars. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't. How, I got how, three how many steamed for twelve dollars. Three steamed and a coconut water right. for yes. twelve dollars. Yeah. For twelve bucks. Definitely, yeah. the baked buns are more like a hamburger size, almost like a small slider. And the steamed bun is more like your traditional steamed bun, but cut in half. So it's a little bit smaller, but definitely with the bold flavors, I think it's worth it. Yeah. And, and they take yeah. credit cards. And they take yes. credit cards. So it's not only restaurant quality food. It's not mm -hmm. like taco truck. Yeah. This is restaurant yeah. quality food. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah, this is your spot. Give everybody a quick hit on it. Um, I think it's definitely a new take on Asian cuisine. I have yet to find their flavors anywhere else, even though I've tried to look. And their pork belly is a must-try on the steam bun. Yeah, All right, and Gabe. Yeah, if you're craving delicious pork, but you're only on a peasant salary, <laughs> then make the long march to the chairman's <laughs> truck. <laughs> and Larry. Uh, the quality is just absolutely outstanding for a truck that you just walk up to and spend very little money on. The pork belly and the vegetarian were, were very different, but they were both just absolutely outstanding. All right, if you would like to try the Chairman's Truck, the schedule can be found on both Facebook and Twitter. It's around the bay for lunch and dinner every day, and the average meal without drinks is around 12 bucks. To decant or not decant, that is the question. Traditionally, older wines have been the ones to see the inside of a decanter, because over time, the combination of color pigments and tannin fall to the bottom of the bottle as sediment. But aged wines tend to be more delicate, so I simply pour older wine, those more than a decade or so, straight from the bottle, carefully avoiding the sediment. When it comes to younger wines, though, bring on the decanters. Forget pulling the cork to let that wine breathe. I mean, that opening is small. Wine needs air to age gracefully and smooth out the rough edges. Pour young strapping reds and even full-bodied whites into a decanter to speed up that aging process. Now, decanters come in all shapes and sizes, but this is my favorite because it also acts as an extra aerator making it easy to decant. Expressing the local fresh organic mantra is easy at Gabe's place. It has its own garden, it's in the heart of farmland, and it's located on the coast with oysters and seafood galore. You can dine inside or al fresco on Highway 1 in Point Reyes at the Station House Cafe. From the very beginning, it has been our commitment and the commitment of our founder to bring to the table the, the best quality ingredients that we can find. And that starts here in our own backyard with the rich agricultural history of this area. You know, when we need creme fraiche from Cowgirl Cream, we just walk down the street. We have Point Reyes Farmstead blue cheese a couple miles away, Hog Island oysters, Drake's Bay oysters. Bill Nyman with his new project at BN Ranch is back in Bolinas again. Our chef is Wayne Pratt. He is a young, inventive, very creative and brilliant chef um, who has been able to carry all of our old favorites 
the um, traditional American dishes that we've been known for for decades, as well as bringing his own innovative new American cuisine to our specials menu. So we have a mix of both. We've been able to retain the original character of this rural agricultural space. Here we are in this wonderful village, only an hour away from San Francisco. We really enjoy all of our local guests as well as visitors from the Greater Bay Area and all over the world. We work hard to provide warm and welcoming service, love what we do, and when guests leave, we just hope that they have the time of their lives and can't wait to return. All right, Gabe, how did you go from food, because you have a background in right. food, right? Your mom is, is certainly well known for, for teaching, cooking, et cetera, around mm -hmm. the Bay Area, um, to motorcycles. Well, my mom said no motorcycles till I was 18, so when I turned 18, uh, I got a scooter, because <laughs> a friend of mine, I, you know, a friend of mine was into scooters, and it looked like fun, and that progressed into motorcycles. And that's how you discovered then Station House? That's just been the regular stop for, the, for that ride since the late 1980s, mm -hmm. and it's easy to see why, because you have this terrific atmosphere. There's a big outdoor garden space, and they just let all the motorcycle guys sit, put the tables together, and there'll be 20, 30 of us sometimes all enjoying breakfast. And what do you eat? I get the Hangtown Fry mm. pretty consistently. So the Hangtown Fry, this is like a traditional kind of Northern California dish, uh, came from the Gold Rush era when miners would come in with a sack full of gold and they wanted the most expensive things on the menu, which would be oysters, bacon, and eggs. And mm. that's what it is. It's, it's fried oysters, uh, bacon, and, uh, and eggs. But it's all local, fresh ingredients. I don't know, all local. But the oysters. Well, the oysters, they just pick them up and the bring oysters, them to the table. The oysters are actually just kind of walking along the road. <laughs> in this and you just pick them up and shuck them. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, did you go for breakfast, brunch? The day we went out there, it was kind of cool and blustery. And then you tuck into the station house. It's this cozy, very relaxed place. And it's just a, a wonderful place to come after you've been out hiking and spending a day, you know, in, in the, around the coast. Right. So the person I went with, my wife got the asabuco. Mm -hmm. um, and asabuco should be cooked until it's basically falling off the bone, and right. darned if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and it was on a bed of polenta, which absorbs, you know, all of the juices, and it was very, very nicely done. Um, I decided to try some fish, and I had the yellowtail. It was nice. It was a touch dry, um, you know, but it wasn't like all dried out. It was just like 30 seconds past perfect, I suppose. I thought the fish was delicious. We ordered a whole table worth of food. We had the calamari, the clam chowder, the seafood fettuccine. We had the fish tacos. We had butternut squash soup. I had the mushroom portobello sandwich. We had it all. I was going to say, what else on the menu, honey? <laughs> I, know, yeah. right? I went with a large group. Yeah, yeah, we had about four people, wow. so we ate a lot. And the clams were to die for. I thought it was better than the Fisherman's Wharf clams. Yeah. My mushroom portobello sandwich had a bacon vinaigrette on it, which just was perfect. I've never had it before, and I thought that was something new and exciting to me, and I would just go back for that. You mentioned the calamari. They had mm. a seared calamari appetizer, but we went for the fried calamari because it's a favorite. Mm -hmm. And one test I like to do when fried calamari comes is you push it out of the way and see how much grease you see on the plate. <laughs> uh -huh. There was almost nothing, no just a few drops here and there, mm -hmm. which is, you know, with fried food, that's the trick, mm -hmm. is, is getting it crisp without having a lot of grease, and they did right. a beautiful job on that. Mm -hmm. And they had a cool jalapeno yogurt dip. That's right. And I've never had that before. I usually have an olive oil vinegar kind of thing on the side, but this was different. It was good. It wasn't really spicy jalapeno. No. You actually got more of the flavor than the hotness of the jalapeno, right. mm -hmm. which is unusual. Mm -hmm. The owner's heart is in it completely, and the community 
it, you know, you can tell this is a community place, a community right. institution. Right, and they, a destination, obviously. Yep, you guys both. go there, you know, right. you mm -hmm. bring your, your there, whole... There's so much to do in right. West Marin, bicycling, motorcycling, hiking, mm -hmm. kayaking, yeah. or just eating you know, dozens of oysters. <laughs> Amazingly there, you know. fresh seafood. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of, of the price of things, Sarah, what I did you feel? The price is very reasonable. I mean, you can get the oysters or clams for half a bucket or the full bucket, and I think it was reasonable. Definitely better mm -hmm. than Frischman's Wharf. All the meals, I think, are about under $20. Mm -hmm. So definitely worth your yeah. while. Mm -hmm. And you say you usually go for breakfast, but mm -hmm. uh, what about dinner? Yeah, so I went for dinner for the first time, and 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 it was a really t a totally different experience from breakfast. Mm -hmm. More polished service, mm -hmm. and then you had these much more ambitious dishes, uh, like we had. It was a strip steak, and it was so tender, and it was so delicious, and you could tell because there's been, there's these 150 year old right. cattle ranches out right. there, yeah, and absolutely. they're getting their meat locally, right. and it was just. It was so good, such a good thing to eat. The service was great, and mm -hmm. the only trick the service missed was they didn't immediately bring us bread and we had to ask. And when we asked, they brought us these popovers yeah. that were oh, heavenly. Oh, they they were so yeah. well done. It's like the egg and the milk on the inside is cooked, but not quite crisp, but the outside is crisp and flaky. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, we went, they lasted maybe three minutes But they'll most. keep bringing them, right, Larry, if you ask? <laughs> uh, I didn't ask for yeah. more because it wouldn't have ended. Okay, just, so you don't want to get into that I cycle. I wanted to be able to fit out the, the door. self-destructive you know? spiral. <laughs> They're really outstanding. <laughs> All right, Gabe, this is your spot. Give us a quick uh, quick wrap-up. Well, if you're an oyster or other mollusk, you'll probably hate the station house. <laughs> but uh, everybody else uh, is going to love uh, the fresh ingredients and friendly atmosphere and service. All right, mm -hmm. and Sarah? Definitely a surprising place to find great, fresh seafood. Their drinks and dessert are also very great. A great little spot in Point Reyes. Okay. Larry. Perfect place to relax after a day hiking on the coast. Service was great. Food was really good. Just an all-around happy experience for us. If you would like to try the Station House Cafe, it's on Highway 1 in Point Reyes in Marin County. The telephone number is 415-663-1515. It's open every day except Wednesday for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Reservations are accepted, and the average tab for a meal is around $25. So I want to thank my great guests on this week's show. Larry the O chose the California classic Rivoli restaurant in Berkeley. And Sarah Spence chases around to enjoy the new eats from a truck called The Chairman. And finally, Gabe Atzhoken stays fresh, local, and organic at the Station House Cafe in Point Reyes in Marin County. Thank you all for being here. And we really want to hear your thoughts about today's show and your experiences at any of the restaurants we've been talking about. So go to our website at kqed.org slash check, please. There's a lot more information for you to check out there, and you'll find more details on all the restaurants featured. And you can watch a segment or download a whole show. You can also read my notes on the wines we're drinking and enjoying today. And don't forget, you can stay in touch with us via Facebook and Twitter. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Right, Cheers. Cheers. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. Check Please Bay Area is brought to you by the members of KQED and by Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, 
online at marblecompany.com. A KQED HD production.